Good morning. Uh, as Andy said, I'm Kim Clark, and it's been fun and a privilege to serve this year on your stewardship committee, along with Jeffrey and Gloria Weathers, as well as Andy and Aaron and Jennifer Landris. And so we all want to welcome you today to our stewardship celebration. Everybody else, please hold your applause. Um, when Jeffrey and Gloria and I were first asked to serve as stewardship chairs, we were well aware that stewardship season is not always met with excitement. Um, as shocking as that may seem. Um, in fact, in some cases, we realized that it might be met with eye-rolling or dread as people realized the preacher was going to talk about money. Uh, so we set out with a goal to just turn stewardship season on its ear. We wanted this to be a time at St. Matthew's of excitement, of renewal, and even of revival here in our church. And we do hope that you have experienced some of that this month. I know that we have. And so today is our stewardship celebration, not because we're happy this month is over, but because we are celebrating the faithfulness that we've witnessed here in our church. I am a little bit of a word nerd, and so I want to share a definition with you this morning. Uh, and that is the definition of stewardship. According to my dictionary app on my iPhone, stewardship is the responsible overseeing and protection of something considered worth caring for and preserving. So a steward then is a person who's been given that something, that something that is worth caring for. And we are all stewards. But stewards of what? This month, every Sunday, we have heard the parable of the sower. And we're going to hear it again today in just a few minutes. Uh, in it, the sower has generously thrown out his seed. Some of it has landed on the path, some on rocky ground, some among thorns, and some has landed on good soil. Jesus explains later that that seed is that something that we're stewards of. It is the something worth carry, caring for. It's the word of the kingdom, he says, the gospel. And that's something to get excited about. We've all been entrusted with it. So we want to do all that we can to ensure that it takes root in our lives. I'm not a word nerd. <laughs> However, I did borrow her app. There was one word I wanted to define as well, and that word is evidence. So let's pay close attention to the definition of evidence. The available body of facts, whether a belief is true or not. Another way to say it, another definition, the available body of facts, whether a belief is valid. So I have a very simple question. True or false, the seeds in this pot have taken root. True, true. 
How do you know? It's growing and You see the growth. What did it take for the growth to occur? Soil, water, sunlight. Right? Started with us. Oh, love. Nice. Bonus answer. Takes a little love. Got to talk to your plant. His name's Harry. This one's claimed by Olivia. This is yours, Liv. Nice job, man. But yes, it takes these things. But so we know the evidence that the seeds have taken root. So the question for you all to ask yourselves, what is your evidence that you have taken root in Christ when you show up to work, when you are going to school, in your life, what is the evidence? I'd like to uh, reference a fantastic verse because we know that we cannot have fruit unless a seed has taken root. So I want to read to you very quickly, and this is going to be familiar. It's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, kindness, self-control. I think goodness, too, and gentleness, right? Kim will keep me straight. But these are the, this is the fruit of the Spirit that God promises us when we take root in Christ. That's very special fruit that we, as individual Christians, can have. Each of you are very important in this church. Your daily walk with Christ is very important. Because it's a witness. It's a witness to people who visit our church for the first time. It's a witness in small groups as we're engaged and as that evidence is produced. And so Kim had mentioned the good soil. And I think that I don't think anyone would disagree that we have got fantastic soil here at St. Matthew's. But let's take a look at some of the evidence and understand that it does take faith. It takes worship. It takes us to be the, the, uh, the hands and feet of Christ for us to take root. And it's incredibly evident when we take a look at the fact that 400 people are engaged in some type of small group every week at St. Matthew's. 400 people in a small group. That's an amazing level of of commitment and evidence that we are taking root. And we take a look at other facts, incredibly important. In the last one year, we've had 11 new commitments of faith, professions of faith, where people have accepted Christ for the first time in their lives. How about that? These people, I don't know all of them. I don't know all of their stories, but I bet it's very, it was evident to them that this is a place they want to be a part of as they met you and they saw your faces in the church for the first time as they visited. But it is a time of celebration. And Kim asked you all to, now choir, you can jump in a second time as well. But it is time to celebrate. It's a time to applause. And let me rattle off a few numbers. And this is also in your bulletin as well. We have received so far 142 cards for financial commitment to keep everything going here at this church. We compare that to last year. At this time, it was 137. Uh, We're approximately $30,000 ahead of schedule as it compared to a year ago. But what's really interesting, if you take a look at the math, we, are, we have, uh, I believe in the last 12 months, we have 140, 140 new givers within St. Matthew's United Methodist Church. And that's worth celebrating. So as we continue to take root together, 
it's like we've got to step back. We have to step back. We have to give praise to God because God is behind this, the blessings in our church. And I really think that um, we ain't seen nothing yet. So thank you once again. Good morning. My name is Andy Reeves, and I've been asked by Aaron to speak to you guys on behalf of Finance Committee. I was offered before the service to play the drums, but I think I'm going to pass on that and just stick with speaking today. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys will get something out of it. Thank you, though. Maybe next time. Um, I want to talk about Take Root in the campaign and what's been done so far. I got with Aaron and Andy last week and late late this week, I guess this weekend, and to date, I want to mention, in 2016, we received, so far, 142 pledge cards versus 137 in 2015, to date, this time. That's roughly $730,000 for 16 versus 700000 And this is a real important stat here. New givers this year has been 47 which is great. That's new faces that are in that church, in this church that are coming, whether it be intersection or traditional service um, or through Wednesday Night Live or what have you. So we're capturing new people. Uh, those numbers from last year were great numbers. I think Andy and Aaron were very excited about that. And as you can see, we're trending upward. But the good thing about this campaign and take root in this month and commitment month, it's not over. we still got time. Aaron and I were just talking before this service we had a visitor come last year. We received a pledge card in July, which is obviously six or seven or eight months after the campaign that goes for for commitment. So that visitor came in and felt led to give to St. Matthew's, which is critical. My role on finance committee, just like all of us are, you know, we talk about the inner workings of the church, and hopefully we are responsible fiscally with the money that comes in. I can tell you from experience and Andy and Aaron and Jennifer and Brian are really focused and do the right thing with all the funds that come in so people can experience the life-changing love of Jesus. We make those decisions every day. It is through their leadership and their focus that we see and do what we need to do to make sure we're channeling the pledges in the right direction. I will also tell you we meet on things like the air conditioning. Last year it went out during July. Nobody wants to sit in this place in July with no air. Uh, that's not good for capturing visitors, so hopefully we make the right decision to fix things like that. So why is it important for these pledge cards to come in? We budget for these items. Sometimes we have contingencies, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're able to move items, sometimes we're not. But we have those decisions to make throughout the year, so it's critical for us to get engaged now of where we are in 2017 and years going forward. Um, we got the big things that we have, and obviously you got VBS and all the ministries that we do at the church, and we do a lot. We're a very minister, ministry-oriented church, which is great, which is a part of why me and wife, my wife are here. Uh, but we also have the little things of running this facility, running the lighting on here, running the screens for this great service and all of that. Um, but all of those things are critical to what we do. So hopefully we're making decisions that make an impact on your life daily and your pleasure of being in this service. Um, one thing we talked about last year, to give you an example, is pouring a new parking lot. Doesn't sound like a whole lot. New asphalt, you know, kind of, kind of monotonous when you carry compared to the ministries we do. But you think about a new asphalt parking lot from Old Canton Road, and people see that, they might be attracted to, hey, I want to pull in there and be a part of that. 
and do that. So there's things like that that we decide on and make plans on and hopefully make the right decisions on and doing that toward. Um, also, one thing is important. I want to read some scripture real quick before I go forward. This is Luke 21, 1 through 4. Many of you have heard it. I've got some new glasses, so I'm hoping I can see this. When Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said, the poor widow has given more than the rest of all of you, all of them. For they have they have been given a tiny for they have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, as poor as she is, has given everything she has. Now that scripture is important to what we do. I, I know everybody's not going to walk in and leave a check for their entire amount of net worth or what have you. But if you can increase that a little bit or increase your time or your volunteer efforts and things like that, it's critical. I get to come here on Wednesday night. I think about us and I think about my children and what they get to experience. I think about the time that Jennifer spends with our kids. They have, she and Jennifer has her own family, but she spends just as much time with our kids and the impact and what they're getting to learn. I think about on Wednesday nights when I get to take a class from Sam Morris. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I grew up Episcopalian. We didn't study the Bible a whole lot. So when Sam Morris speaks, I might not know what he's saying, but I know I'm learning something or retaining something hopefully out of that. Um, but it's conven- sometimes I'm guilty of the inconveniences of being asked to serve. Um, whether it's something for our family or what have you, I might say no because it's inconvenient to me or something like that. I hope and pray that I can get past that as part of my walk as a Christian and part of this Saint, congregation of St. Matthew's. Um, we got additional cards, hopefully, to come in. We've got more giving units. Those cards break down to about $5,400 a, a unit, I guess, or a pledge card. So if you can just think about the impact of more cards coming in and how great it can be to this church. Uh, I thank you for your service. Uh, I, I pray that you consider giving more time um, and increasing in all categories across the board, uh, volunteering or what have you. We've got many different ministries. And uh, thank you, Aaron, for letting me speak to this church. And, and thank you guys for what you do. Um, Mike and Randy actually told me one time how much they practice. I, I just assume they show up here and play on Sunday mornings. I assume they were talented, but they actually do put in a lot of practicing guests. Too. So, uh, but they are very talented, so thank you. But anyways, I just wanted to encourage everyone to prayerfully consider the rest of this time that we have at St. Matthew's and the opportunity we have. God bless all of you. Thank you.